I'm Chad Brock. And I'm Zach Bailiff. Welcome to this week's edition of the Orion Podcast. Button's back. The button is back after a long two weeks away. Welcome back, everybody, to the Orion Podcast. We're your hosts, Chad Brock, Zach Bailey. Yeah, yeah, we're here. We're here. Straight out, straight out of Lake Chickamauga. Been in Chickamauga all week uh, last week, and I like that place. I'm going back. I'm going back. Yeah, it looked like a looked like a good time. I'm ready to go. If we can dust off, uh, dust off the rods and re-spool them and get back down there. If we can catch a couple big, big old thunder chunkies like we did last week, I'm telling you, I'll live there. I'll move. Yeah. I will yeah, move. Sound like, sound like you guys figured something out after a few days anyway. I know the first few days of practice were tough, but. First few days of practice were a little bit rough, but you know, we, uh, we probably could have used one more day of practice and then the tournament would have been gold. But right, you know, when you're when you're short timing it and your tournament starts on Friday and not Saturday, yeah, you kind of scramble a little bit, especially when you get down there late. And you know, we ended up uh you would have thought the fish were spawning, but uh they were actually pulling back out to secondaries in the main lake. So we ended up sitting out on the ledge throwing the big sea rig, Chataliner rig. That's what I yeah. Was. I've renamed it the Chataliner rig. You'll see it later. <laughs> I've actually got a hybrid edition. Ah. You'll like it. You'll like it. It's nice. Don't yeah. need to, no extra knots. You just, it's a thing of beauty. <laughs> it's a thing oh, of beauty. Oh, man. Jerry well, rigging good time. Oh, man. We boat improvisions. It was, uh, it was beautiful. I taught people new things. It was, it was a good week. <laughs> And say they're gonna write a book about me one day it'll be about two pages long yeah second page, will be, second page will be the end <laughs> <laughs> so tonight's guest tonight's guest a family man a family man good family man he is a fishing fanatic of all sorts i mean he is uh he's not just a bassin man he's not just a not just a bluegill man. He is uh, he is a man about fish. Um, he is a DIY expert of of sorts. You know he's uh, he's he he DIYs. Not just not just the tackle <laughs> box. You know he gets into some other projects. He's a photographer, a really good photographer. He's a YouTube sensation. 
sensation on YouTube. He's a legend of the swamp. Would you all put your hands together tonight for the one, the only, Mr. Chris Funk. <laughs> There he is. There he is. That's the longest list of redneck accolades I ever heard. <laughs> He's froze. <laughs> We're frozen. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> is he muted? I think you're muted. Technical difficulties Technical on the live podcast. Technical difficulties. <laughs> So we got a few listeners tonight while we're working through the technical difficulties. Miss Jean Wilson's in the house. She's saying, hey, Swamp Thing. (laughs) Uh, Aaron Dodes, Eron Dodes is in the house. He's, hey, Jean. Um, Jonathan Dennis is saying, what's up? Mm. So, yeah, got a few people. Oh, I heard volume. Heard volume. Are you there? Yeah. I think we've got an internet <laughs> glitch. And- the one thing I do He's trying. He's trying. <laughs> tell you what, the one thing that I, I don't do well is... Computers, huh? <laughs> Am I frozen? You're, You're getting better all the time. You're getting better. I'm the like, signal's coming I'm so in. Glitchy, it ain't even funny. Well, switch over to your phone. It might Is work it, on the phone as well. Jacked up. up. My computer has. <laughs> yep. I'm unmuted. <laughs> I know how it feels. I've been there. Yeah, he was there. Zach was Zach was in our last podcast, yeah. and we worked through it. It's tough, you know. I thought when I moved closer to the big city that I'd have better internet, but <laughs> you gotta live. You gotta live in the city. Apparently, it's good internet. We have tech. Please hold for technical difficulties here on the Orion podcast. <laughs> we would like to t- you, remind you. you. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to look at settings. I'm I'm trying. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna let Chris hang out right there for just a second. <laughs> He'll be right back with us tonight. Hopefully, he gets ironed out. So, big thing on the Orion Podcast is we have the five-question segment. Five questions will come to you live right here on the podcast around 845-ish. And uh, when you get on the when you get in the comments there, feel free to drop us one, whether you're listening on the YouTube or the, uh, the Facebook page, man. We would love to see you guys' yeah. comments, get some comments and questions ready for Chris Funk once we get our technical difficulties sorted out. But, uh, yeah, so we've got a new promotion going at Orion Coolers. 
Some of you can see behind me on this side because everything's opposite. We have the Orion Earth Day Cooler. Something you guys really need to check it out. It's part of our new program, the JK Foundation. Um, it's going to proceeds go. I think it believe it's $10 from every cooler goes towards rivers cleanup in the state of Tennessee and beyond. So check that out. The Earth Day Cooler. It's a 55 quart. It comes loaded. It's got the rails. It's got the deck pad on top and it's in the cool earth color what a better way to represent earth 365 days a year you orion 55 core cooler thank you that's uh that's one we paid bills once <laughs> yeah well, orion podcast it's also, a good looking cooler man it's a good looking cooler. i mean would you look at it just look at it just look at it also <laughs> Powered by Jackson Kayak. The Orion podcast is powered by Jackson Kayak, home of the brand new NAR FD and Mark IV FD. Yeah, that's not a boat and a boat. That's a boat and the drive system for the boat. You need to yeah. check that out. JacksonKayak.com for all you people out there listening tonight. That's all I got. Sweet looking boat. It is sweet a sweet looking, looking boat. We've got uh, promos been going on and... Um, you know, we're stoked about it here at Jackson Kayak. We're excited. Shout out to uh, our previous guest, Canoe Kentucky, for the Splint Cup. Love you guys. Thank you <laughs> for that. Uh, let's uh, let's see if Mr. Funky is ready to roll. Are you ready? Can you hear me? Let's <laughs> <laughs> We'll get there. We will get there. Yeah. Hopefully it gets her ironed out. We will get there. We've got a, uh, let's try something here. We need to check in on a little somebody. Somebody that we uh -oh. haven't heard from in a hot minute. Let's <laughs> see what we can do here. Live improv phone calls. On Live air. improv <laughs> phone calls. We have reached podcast <laughs> greatness. We're scraping the bottom of the barrel trying to come up with. Stuff no. to do when you're making phone calls. Let's see. We're going to pick up? We're going to pick up? Oh, man. It was previous guest. Previous guest. Pick up the phone. This is your time to shine. Why don't you go talk to us? <laughs> it's bad when you call somebody direct. Your call has been forward. On direct. <laughs> on live TV. <laughs> you got screened. I got screened. <laughs> On the show oh, and everything. Dude. Well, Let's I'm just going to go start setting up this new bow over here. Hold on. Here. Hold on. We're going to call somebody else. We're going to call somebody else. Hello? This is Jameson Redding. This is Jameson Redding. Jameson, this is the Orion <laughs> Podcast. You've got Chad and Zach here. Are you guys live right now? We are live right now. Mr. Punk's <laughs> having some technical difficulties. So we're calling in, checking in with our previous guests, seeing how you guys are doing. We know that you're out on the road, man. Tell us a little bit about where you're at. What's been going on since we had you on the podcast? Well, we are trying to wrap up the season of shooting for the television show. And we just left Delaware, where we hooked up with Delaware Power Sports, one of the Jackson Kai dealers and the Ryan dealers up there. And we got to hang out with uh, a couple of uh, Matt's, Matt uh, Campbell and Matt um, Trucks. And we did a little bit of saltwater fishing and freshwater fishing. And now we're driving to Tennessee to film the last episode. 
with uh, candy pork really close to the factory uh, where the coolers are made. Right on, right on. So um, how's the fishing been out on the road for you guys? You guys tearing it up? Yeah, we did really good, actually. Um, and since we were all last, I believe, I went to Oklahoma where we just, I mean, slate uh, large mouth, spotted bass, and smallmouth. So that was really cool just to get to catch all three species at several different locations. Uh, but Delaware was really good. We got into some uh, juvenile size striper, like, you know, 20 inch to 25 inch uh, striper. Um, it's some back creeks. I've been catching those on uh, chatterbaits. It's a lot of fun, swim baits and chatterbaits. And then something that I'd never even heard of, I had to Google it. Uh, I called it tog, and it's actually spelled like ta tog. Huh. And uh, it was, it's a fish that kind of lives around rocks and stuff off in the Atlantic there. And they eat crustaceans, crabs. We use sand fleas to fish for them, um, but they're really delicious eating. A little hard hmm. to catch because it, it was uh, pretty rough conditions uh, as far as a lot of current, that kind of thing. But um, we caught some and had a nice fish fry, and that was pretty cool to catch a fish that I literally had to Google uh, before. <laughs> I didn't even know what they looked like, but they had teeth like a sheep's head, if you're familiar with them, and again, live in the rocks. So that was, that was pretty cool to catch a new species. Our boy, uh, our boy Dustin Nicholas is shouting out. He's saying, "Man, that's good eating." Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it was. They were delicious. I mean, we did a little little fish fry on the on the back of the truck tailgate and uh, made some fish tacos and got to hang out. So it kind of made a good end of the day. You know, go out and catch catch some fish and have fun doing that, and then you know get to sit around and kind of talk and share the experience and i'll say we have the new jackson nars and one of the first guys probably to own a nar um outside of the team uh was there picked it up at delaware power sports and then went fishing with us so that was really cool right. um, to get to experience that so you you guys heard that right there buy your nar at your local jackson kayak dealer and jason jameson redding will come out hang out for a day <laughs> and fish with you um, it's yeah, a promotion we really that we're running from, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a new promotion. It runs from now <laughs> till midnight. So be sure to run out there, jump on, uh, jump on Jackson kayak page and, uh, you guys can, uh, you guys can go fishing with Jameson Redding. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, man, just to share that experience, uh, with him and uh, his first, first couple of trips out in the NAR for sure. And, uh, he got into the strapper real heavy yesterday, same size, but. Um, yeah, it got it got pretty fun there. I lost count of how many we caught, but it was pretty on fire for a few minutes. So there you go. So uh, awesome. are you guys going to be fishing the Caney Fork River up there with uh, with our good friends at Caney Fork? Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, we're going to be doing some striper fishing again. Hopefully, getting those big landlocked uh, striper. Uh, I'm actually on a mission to stop at Bass Pro again here in another twenty minutes or so because trying to find some bigger some bigger baits to throw for those big mamas and uh then i'm, I'm hoping we get to do some, some smaller like creek style fishing some of the tributaries that flow into it because that's i love that kind of stuff just getting in some some water that's a little harder to reach a little harder to access and uh, sometimes you can find some really nice fish in there and smallmouth bass are like my favorite uh, freshwater species so I'm really hoping to get in some of that skinny water back, back creek stuff and find some smallmouth that are hungry. Right on. 
Well, we just wanted to call and check in with you, man. Um, like I said, we was having some uh, having some internet issues. It looks like we've pretty much about got those fixed. We can see Mr. Funk. He's down there. He's down there waiting <laughs> on us. He looks fit to be tied, but that's going to make for a good conversation. <laughs> any, any, any strong words of wisdom for Chris Funk before he enters this podcast? Oh, man. Uh, well, you know what? I, words of wisdom for Chris. I would say just keep it real. Be funk. Be no, funk. Tell him he needs to he needs to bring some funkisms. He'll know what I mean. Like <laughs> funkism. And, uh, you guys will be. You uh, guys will appreciate that. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you talking to us tonight, and uh, we'll check in with you again from the road, man. Yeah, man. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, James. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> there you guys have it. Improv called to jameson redding because jason cassidy you didn't answer in case you want to know who ditched us yeah, i figured first that it was first guest ditched us after we after all we did for him yeah all right welcome back to the podcast let's start this thing up again the swamp legend mr chris funk what's up <laughs> uh, i'm uh I'm about like a one-legged cat in a litter box over here. I've got two computers. <laughs> totally. I've, I just shot a printer like last week because it didn't work. I mean, I literally put that on YouTube. <laughs> I put number three buck through the middle of this stupid printer because it would not work. And I've got two computers that are about to join it in the graveyard for computer stuff. <laughs> My wife has a printer. I she... do not do computer junk, and I've got one that has got electronic constipation, and I have <laughs> to get it done and fixed today. And and then my wife brought me hers, and it didn't work right, and the phone didn't want to work right, and I'm like, good, good, I just got to Oh, God. Gene, Gene oh, says man. that's funkism number one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think there was more than one in there. but yeah, she's already put number two up. <laughs> and I'm, I apologize because there is nothing in this world that I hate worse than somebody waiting on me. And I can hear you. Like, I'm good. Speak to you. I can I can see you. You know, when my daughter was a little bitty, I'd say, you know, where's Ethan? He'd be standing right there. I'm like, I don't see him. He's like, I'm right here, Daddy. I'm right here. That was payback for all them times of me doing that. It's okay. You know, we talked to Jameson, and we caught up with him, our guest. Uh, I heard pieces and parts of that. So yeah. <laughs> we, well. we tried to call Jason Cassidy, our first guest that we ever had on our podcast, and he totally ditched us. So. I, I guess you're not in real good company at the end of the day. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it happens. I felt like a fly on the wall during last week's podcast. So <laughs> this is just water, but it needs to be much stronger right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's jump into this thing. Let's go. Let's go podcasting. So tonight, you're my guest. You're Zach's guest. We're happy yeah. to have you here. We're we're excited for the conversation ahead. It's already off to an amazing start. <laughs> but one thing we do on the Orion podcast, as you well know as a listener, we kick this thing off with a little backstory. So Ooh. let's let's talk about how the passion for the outdoors bit Chris Funk. Ooh, I 100% my daddy. I got to tell you, man, my daddy, which you know, I, I lost him when I was 36 to cancer. 
but daddy and I, we fished. Of course, I, daddy, when I started fishing, I was in diapers and daddy lost uh, a fishing rod because of me. And later on, the fishing rods got tied to the boat. The youngin didn't get tied to the boat, but the fishing rods got tied to the boat. And I've got, I got a picture of me somewhere with them, one of them old rods tied to the side of that boat fishing in the Chesapeake Bay. But, uh, but daddy made, you know, being in the military, he was off and gone a lot. And he made every second count with me in, in the, on the water. And we would chase. That's the way we are. I, you know, I am today is I'll chase any critter that swims. I'm not a, you said it early on. I'm, I don't qualify as a bass fisherman, man. If it's got fins, I chase it. And, uh, and me and daddy would, he'd, he'd pull me out of school. You know, he's like, uh, you know, perfect attendance don't mean nothing. Uh, you know, these memories and, and, you know, losing him early, what I consider early on in life. I'm so thankful of the days that I got pulled out to go chase a critter because those memories made me grow far more than anything I learned in the, in, you know, in a classroom other than possibly computer science. But, you know, the, uh, we, we spent a lot of time chasing critters as we moved from, I, I was, don't sound like it, but I was born in Maryland and, uh, uh, from Maryland to Texas, to Colorado, to, you know, Germany. And I mean, I've got, I've got memories of, of every state that we've lived in and, and, and country we've been in chasing something with fins on it. And, uh, it wasn't until, uh, 16, I guess, after we moved second place in Alabama that, that we started hunting. And uh, I killed my first deer. And then, of course, then it was it was on. It was any critter that moved after that. But I will always consider the fishing rod to be the thing that I, I long for the most in life. Right on. Now, awesome. it's now you have carried that on and it's it's not just you. You've passed this down to your son as well as your wife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it kind of came with the getting hitched, you know, I've, and, and I read about it, it said something about me being her eternal bait boy. You know, I, I bait her hooks and take her fish off the hook, but, uh, uh, that, that's, I, that's my job, but she, she has, uh, she's come a long way. And it's funny that, uh, the, the lures I buy her, usually there'll be the, the pink rooster tails and, and she will spank your butt with them. I'm talking she either keeps the biggest or the most, or both, you know, but, uh, and I, and I, I try to keep her in matching fishing attire, you know, and, and, and the, the pretty boats and the pretty paddles and the pretty PFDs, because dude, I'm telling you, there is nothing to me, you know, most of the time I fish alone and I love, I crave solitude, but the fishing with my bride and fishing with my boy are, are two honest gifts. I spent the morning with, on the river with Ethan today and, Fishing wasn't great, but I wasn't there to catch fish. You know, when he's 25 years old and married now, I, I, I'm i thankful for every second I get to spend with him. And, and today was a, a good day just to be with him. Absolutely. Now, hey, when you look at these trips, how much how much does the how much does the wife and the boy influence? The you may want to go to the swamp, but they may say, ah, dang, you know, we want to. <laughs> She, she tried for 15, it was probably 15 years before I talked her into going to the swamp. And now, you know, when we go to the swamp, we, we, we rough it as rough as it gets. I mean, I'm, I'm too old to rough too much, but I mean, she's not a tent camper, but uh, Stephen C. Foster has nice cabins. So the first time I took her down there, I took her, I took her in a cabin and I I took our little motorboat that I built a year for last. And, and I ran around the swamp. Well, then this year, 
I took the take two and she said, I, she said, I'll paddle with you. She did not want to go in her own boat. She paddles fine. She does, she does great in, in her own Liska. Um, but, uh, but, but when we went down there, she was not comfortable paddling by herself, but that woman, I'm telling you, she'll, she'll rip a lip on a bow fin and, and, uh, she just enjoys being out. She's not as, as, as die hard. I'm a, I'm a like massive addict. I fish from when I can till I can't. You can ask when Jameson and I, you know, anytime we've been to boondoggles, everybody else is partying and eating and having them a good old time. And me and him are dragging up way after darkness because we have fished till we can't fish no more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't go to socialize. I go because I want to fish, you know, and that's the same thing in the swamp. But sharing that experience with her was incredible. Now, Ethan, uh, the last couple of years of, of chasing his little bride and, and, and uh, you know, he just got married last November. So now I'm I'm hoping that that uh, after he's got her, uh, he can he can love on her. And then there'll be a few days when he can break away and go to the swamp or go to Point My Shame with me because those are. Those are some of our favorite adventures together as, as father and son. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's uh that's the good stuff, you know, when you, when you get to see your kids out there and, you know, all the way from the, you're always happy. I think, you know, Ethan being 25 and my kids are 23 and 21 now. And, you know, it, it's still exciting to see them catch a fish. Ooh, even yeah. though it's not the first fish they've caught. You're always happy in a way that they caught it and you didn't and it's and i wanted to run the camera i was hoping i was like please please you know it was funny as little old stretch of white water comes out of the dam up there and and i'm old and i've got you know all the gears like nah i'll go around and i looked at him he's like i said were you gonna run that he's like i was thinking about it i said well let me get to the bottom get the camera ready come on <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he, he still he still has enough boy in him that that's uh it's a good thing <laughs> yeah well, you do a lot of photography work. What, where'd that, you know, come from? What got you started on the photography side? I, it's, it's funny. The, uh, I started shooting and just playing around with, you know, hunting and, and all it was, was hunting and fishing pictures. Um, and, and, uh, the George outdoor news forum, which was before Facebook, you know, outdoor forums were a big thing. And I actually, I had taken a kind of artsy fartsy picture of a dead coyote that I shot, you know, draped out and took really, it was probably the prettiest coyote I ever shot, silver tips, just, just beautiful dog. And I had it set up on, on this rock outcropping and it was a neat picture, you know, even for me, admittedly. And a buddy of mine, Robert Grigg, the guy that goes to the swamp with me, he's like, you need to put that on the GON. And I put it on there and it got enough comments. And I don't know whether that kind of just lit the fire, but. You know, I always had those pictures of, of, of that I took of daddy and when we were out fishing and, and, and stuff and hunting and all. And after losing him, you know, it just solidified how important a photographer is to capture memories, you know. And I mean, because everybody has stuff. We all have experiences and do fun stuff and see lots of cool stuff. But the person that can capture it and translate it into something to share. And honestly, I mean, there's, there's, you you know, we, we've got people around us that they'd never go eyeball to eyeball with an alligator or like the snake that I, I got the other day on the paddle, you know, that it would just scare them to death. But to be able to share that, it's, it's honestly kind of a ministry, if you will, you know, that all the things that I'm blessed to experience and be surrounded with to, to, to share that with people that, 
either either may never go and do or you know that encourages them to go and do it's, it's kind of awesome i mean you know I, I i get so many people that ask questions about the swamp how to go what to do what you know and and to be able to turn around and 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 help out i mean i've I've never been an athlete, so I can't teach you how to hit a ball. I can't teach you, you know, how to how to run faster. Lord knows, can't do that. But but I can I can show you how to have a good time in the wild, and I can tell you where I've seen things that that have changed me for the better, and 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 given me a, a richer experience in life. And if I can pass that on, man, that's just send it. I'll do it. Yeah, hundred percent. I know I've said that you know numerous times when we're out on a mountain somewhere that. You know, there's a handful of people that are going to, you know, step foot where we just been or experience the things that we just saw. And, you know, some folks may never even see it. Well, and one day, you know, you see all this gray, you know, one day that we won't be able to take that step anymore. And if, if Lord keeps breath in this body, you know, if nothing else, I'll have a whole bunch of YouTube to sit around and watch an old folks home if I keep living. <laughs> <laughs> Take all the pictures you can because you can't ever go back and do it again. That's right. And you know what? The, the last trip in the swamp is funny you said that because I, I, when we went in, I told, I told Robert, I said, look, this time, if it's interesting to me, I'm going to take a picture of it. And I told, I, I, you know, I, I fish so, so hard down there that a lot of times I come back and I'm like, man, I've got 10 pictures from the whole trip. And, but I saw mm -hmm. all this. Stuff. So this time I, I said, every time I passed something that was interesting to me, I'd, I'd turn around, I'd go back and I'd find the right light or I'd find, you know, the right subject, the angle that I needed to get. But I shot more this, the last trip that we went down and, and it, it truthfully, you know, opened my eyes. Cause I said, I wanted to, to approach it like somebody that hadn't seen it before. So if it struck me as interesting, I was going to try my best to record. It. And I got some of the best work that I've ever done. The, the last trip we went to the swamp. And yeah, I've been been guilty of that myself. Just letting you know, tunnel vision on the hunt or shooting or whatever we're doing get in the way of you know clicking the shutter or pressing record. You know, and you need to be doing that too. And you always regret it later on. You're like, dang it, why didn't I? You know, why didn't I just take that? It's kind of like get B roll. I know me and Chad have talked about yeah, yeah. B roll. It's like, dude, I could have made this better if I would have just you know shot that then you know but it's it's yep. so hard to focus when you're so focused on that goal it's so yeah. hard to, to see the the, the peripheral you and, can never have enough b-roll <laughs> no and and super super guilty of that from my trip from uh, chickamauga last week it uh it came friday the day of the tournament and i shut her all down i said nope and i said i'm going 110 <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you know now based on the course of events that I was telling Zach about earlier that happened, it's like, Oh, I wish, yeah. Yeah. I wish I would have had that going because it was just unexplainable. I mean, it's just uh -huh. great. And I, mean, and I mean, and you know, looking, I've seen, I'm lucky. I get to see your pictures uh, from the swamp before probably a lot of people do because I have access to your stuff um, on the flickers for miss for uh for my mission at jackson kayak and um man it's some of the stuff that you have been bringing back is just it's beautiful i don't like i don't like alligators and you know that if i ever come to the swamp with you i'm gonna sit on your lap and make you paddle me like a little baby 
Okay, Angie. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, you have to hold me and Zach both. We're both scared to death. We don't do snacks either. You ever see? I mean, they always talk about Jesus walking on the water. You're going to see me and Zach run on the water for snakes around anywhere close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't do bad as long as I see them first. I don't like to be surprised. <laughs> no, no. Down there, you'll hit, you know, after 50, it's like, oh, there's a there's another 12-footer. Oh, <laughs> look at that one. Yeah, he's, he's even bigger than the last 12-footer. You know, oh, this is a little longer than my boat. Oh, that's nice, you know. And it just, it's funny. They kind of they kind of wear you down, but still in the back of your mind, you're like, I'm not on the top of the food chain. I, I definitely right. need to know about me. You <laughs> can't get too comfortable. <laughs> I had actually told that. Probably the swiftest I've ever been paddling was over in Panama, over at Los Buzos. And and I don't, you know, the, it's funny, that's the least watched videos that I've got on my YouTube channel. And and I, I loved those videos. But I honestly, I mean, I got smacked in the ear by a wave in the Pacific. And and I found out that I was one of those guys, you know, the guys at the party, like every time somebody walks up to a crowd, the crowd leaves. I, I'm that guy. And, and there'd be a group fishing, and I would look up, and, like, nobody's around me. I'm like, great, now I'm a topwater bait. I am just a fat whopper plopper out here. <laughs> you know? So I'd paddle back, I'd, or I'd pedal back over to the group, and I'd fish here for a minute. I'd look up, and the group's gone. I'm like, I am that guy. Nobody wants to be <laughs> You're smelling yourself. Oh, Is it I was, me? I was like a dog trying to pass the peach pit out there. And, I mean, I, you know, and, and the first day I was so dehydrated, everything I had was cramped up. My legs were cramped, so I paddled. And then I until I paddled to my hands. I couldn't even get up my hands off the, the paddle. And then I paddled to my legs wouldn't work anymore. And then I'd go back to the paddle. And I'm like, I'm going to die out here and I'm going to die alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, when we talk about the photography, you also have mentioned the, the YouTube channel, Feral One. Which came first? Was it the photography or the YouTube or was one inspiring for the other? No, definitely the the photography. I I shot, you know, for for the the, the critters, and it's funny that because it was actually the photography that I started out. You know, as a, I was a canoeist for twenty years, and and really enjoyed uh, paddling a canoe. And it wasn't until I got into the first uh, uh, boat that I was in the the first kayak that I had was a Native Magic fourteen uh, five, which was a, an incredible boat, but when I started taking more pictures, I really wanted something that was along the line of the canoe because it was just easier to put gear in. And I ended up jumping into a Commander 140. And when I got into that Commander 140, the guy that sold it to me at our local shop before they closed down outside of Columbus uh, was Henry Jackson. And Henry, uh, or actually the, the gentleman that sold it uh, has passed away now, but he introduced me to Henry Jackson, who was our uh uh, conserve uh, River Conservancy guy for a while here, and now he's over the Flint. But Henry actually asked me if I could go, if I could photograph a shoal bass trip. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, 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 I shoot jets, I shoot P-51s, I shoot critters, I shoot frogs and snakes. I don't say oh, why I couldn't shoot a fishing trip. And it was that trip, believe it or not, that opened up the doors. I think the, my first published image ended up in Southern Culture on the Fly. Of, of that shoal bass trip and fishing with Henry on the Flint. And, uh, and then from there, Henry made it to the Jackson team 
and and my photography of him and Ethan got Ethan on the team, and we were up at a summit in, in Jackson up there, and said, uh, and and the Illuminati boat came out, and when I was I shot a, a picture of the Illuminati boat. And James Macbeth was up there and, and said something about a photographer being hired to come shoot that boat. And Drew Gregory had already seen my pictures. And he said, well, I got hired somebody. This dude's already got pictures of it. And James looked at me, says, can you show me what you got? And I showed him it. at that time, the Illuminati boat was blue. You know, a lot of people don't realize that that boat came out in blue as well as the green Illuminati. And uh, I showed him the pictures of it. And he's like, can you do that again? I said, shoot. Yeah. He said, do it. So my pictures actually came out and I, I really don't, I don't know what happened to the hired guys pictures, but my pictures were the, the actual first laid out pictures of that boat. And I wasn't even on the Jackson team. And somebody said, that dude needs to be on the team. And other people said he is on the team. And I said, no, I'm not. And they said, well, <laughs> now you are. So I, I actually never got an official invite to the Jackson team. And I've been on it for over 10 years now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fix that That's tomorrow. Awesome. That's awesome. Send your contract. <laughs> but yeah, we went to froze death because that picture took it took a 15 second exposure to work right. And we and Ethan, Ethan didn't want to get in that, that cold water. And a lot of a lot of folks don't know the story, but I built a cradle of rocks in Rock Island in that water in in waist deep water in the middle of the night and to, to hold, hold that boat still, but look like it was floating. So it right. was still, but it looked like it was floating because I had to have at least 15 seconds to get a correct exposure. And then I stood right. behind it with a fishing rod in my hand. I told Ethan, I said, just, just boot me with a flashlight. Give me count of 10 to hit me one time. And that yeah. image turned to be the picture for the, for the, the Illuminati boat. It's kind of cool. <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. That's going the extra mile on that one. Long exposures are are fun, but man, they take a lot of work sometimes. Oh, man, yes, sir. But when, when stuff works out, right. You know, it, uh, it, it's kind of like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy went through that, that work, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For and sure. That, that boat is still, it is one of the uh, sought after gyms, I guess is the way to put yeah. it. You still get well, a lot of people. Has, a, uh, has my Illuminati Kusa and he will never let go. We call it Casper. He's got an OG uh, Kusa and he's, he's hanging on to it. It's uh it was a very neat boat. I personally didn't ever get to see one, but um I've seen the pictures and seen a few on Facebook pop up for sale and somebody's like, Yeah, I got one. <laughs> it's 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 kind of the illumina illumination boats and then the stand-up paddle boards are kind of the other mm -hmm. thing that's like yep. the JK myth, the JK myths that people have to have. Well, that was or, my uh, first written piece that got published was about that uh, the stand-up paddleboard. I killed a pig off of that stand-up paddleboard down in, in Mobile. And we were shooting the Kilroy uh, promo down there in, in uh, the owl shot, that, that shot that most people have seen, that owl cutting in front of the, the Kilroy with Brooks standing in the boat. Yep. We were shooting that. Well, uh, uh, Paul Leibowitz and I were actually fishing and it hurt me so bad because he wasn't catching fish that, you know, everybody else would run on ahead and catch a fish. And I made it a, a mission of mine for Paul Leibowitz to catch a fish. And he was the editor of kayak fish magazine. And we talked about that pig for a little while. And he's like, man, I just, I don't think that that would fit the magazine. 
and I, you know, it didn't bother me none because that, I mean, I, it's just a hunting story to me. And, uh, but later on, he sent me a message. He's like, dude, he said, write that up for me. Let me look at it. And that was actually my first published article in Kayak Fish Magazine was about killing that pig off that stand-up paddleboard. <laughs> oh You're That's giving Zach awesome. ideas, and I'm going to come up yeah. with a missing paddleboard one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I need that. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. I got to admit, you know, shooting a bow off of it, uh, killing fish, and then I, I had a lot of fun on the on the couple that I had. But you know, you, you got to think, man. Our the boats are so stable and and just wonderfully designed. Now, I mean, yeah, I, I, that's the reason I literally got rid of my stand up paddle boards because if I wanted to, I'll just take the seat out of the Lisco. I've got a stand. Yeah. I've got one of the best designed stand up paddle boards right there. You know, or the bite. Yeah, you know, you've got a wonderful paddling hull. You can put a cooler in it to sit on if you want to, or stand up. So I, I felt like I didn't have a need in just having a stand up paddleboard anymore because the boats are so much, you know, back when it was just the Cuda 14 and the Cusa, dude, I'm telling you, I'm, I've got the balance of, of a one-legged bar stove, you know, and with a, <laughs> and, and so I, it took me a while to develop balance in, in our boats. And, and I learned that it was more so me than the hull, but, having a good stable hull helps um, oh, yeah. you know, and they're stiff legged and you know 280 pounds of me want to pitch over the side well it happened on a few occasions then you got people spider monkey like you know jameson jumping up in the seat in a cuda 14 turn around backwards fighting fish i'm like i hate you i hate your guts <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot now i think uh, i think the liska was the first jackson well second jackson that Zach had really ever been in besides the big rig that we loaded with three of us yeah. on there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he was a big fan of the Lisker right out of the gate. Well, luckily for me, I got, I got pretty decent balance, but you know, I only get in a, a boat or in the kayak with, with you, you know, a couple of times a summer. So coming back in with trying to get my sea legs back underneath me and, and usually with those boats, it's, it's a breeze to jump back in and just stand up, take off. And I don't know how well you can see him there, Chris, but if he ever falls in, he's taking me with him. He, he, <laughs> he's he's going to drag us both down. He's he's a lot stronger than I am. Pretty, pretty solid 218 pounds right now. So. Oh, just <laughs> Thorness. <laughs> trying to be Thor. So we talked a little bit about your intro into Jackson Kayak and one thing that I'd like to talk about, you, you kind of mentioned Panama a little bit, but you've been on several of our JK adventures to do some of the photo shoots. Um, yes, what, what is one of the, what is the one trip that you've been on thus far that, you know, really stands out and says, I love these people. Oh, dude. I'm from, from day one, uh, you know, back when, when we launched the cruise, even, uh, I was, that was, that was probably, that was our first true adventure. I mean, I, you know, other than summits and, and, but honestly, the summits that, that I would love to see that come back. Cause that was team. That was the company. And when you got to see the people behind the company, that was what sold me on Jackson as a brand, you know? Yeah. I, I love the American made. That's, that's awesome. You know, but when you got to meet the people, I mean, even, you know, from the, the wonderful customer service to, to the folks building the boats and get to stay shoulder to shoulder with them there. And then, you know, the, from, from 
uh, Eric Jackson all the way to, to, to me, you know, top to the bottom of folks that loved these boats and then loved the people around them. And I, I couldn't say that, uh, I would say that the Panama trip would probably be the one that changed me the most as far as a, an angler, because it pushed me way beyond comfort. But down in the Keys, when we got to do the cruise launch, we, we launched the cruise and we did some big tuna work. And that was cool because the, the CUDA 12 was on site. So I got to shoot all these different models. But the neat thing was Angie and Ethan were there. So we got to share it as a family and got to experience the whole thing. But, but I think, honestly, through every bit of this team, and I said, I, I'm not a sports guy. I mean, I'm, I was the guy that was in the end of the court playing horse by himself and losing. You know, I, I, I've never been picked first for any sports team I've ever been on. I was the only thing I ever get picked first for was tug of war, you know? And so to me, to be a part of a team who was never one, even going through high school or in, in grade school, you know, I was the guy that, you know, base loaded two outs. Oh my God, it's Chris, you know, we're done. I was that guy, you know, that's been my whole life. So to be able to be a part of a team where I actually feel like, I matter and I can, can be a, a true part of it. It, it, it means a lot to me and it, it, uh, it probably means more to me than most. And I know you guys have seen where I, I kind of get sideways if somebody leaves the team because to me that's stepping out of a family. And I want this team to be a family. I want us to act like a family. You're not always going to agree with family, but you always love family. And from the start, Jackson has been a family to me. And I'm, I'm proud and honored to have spent the 10 years that I have with them. And, I, and I've told everybody, if I step away from Jackson, I'll step away from every team out there because I'm done with all of them. And it'll be the day that I go out to pasture and just float down the river and have fun by myself. But up to that time, I will be Jackson proud. There you go. I'm just, I am the adopted child in this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but... But Chris, I hate to tell you this. Oh no. It is it is 7:45. Oh, 8:45. 8:45. It's 7:45 his time. It's okay. Well, actually I live on the Alabama line and we go by Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> I can't win tonight. <laughs> it is time for all the people out there in the land of Facebook and YouTube. <laughs> It is, it is five questions with Chris Funk. Let's hear them from the people. Who do we got tonight? What do we got tonight? Hmm. I got one. I'll kick us off. Kick us off. Just for my own selfish curiosity, what, what camera setup are you running right now? Oh, the big question. Uh, Nikon D500 with the 18 to 300 lens for the most time, or 150 micro. But I've just started with the Sony uh, Mark IV, uh, and I can't remember. It's, it's bridge camera. And I, that's why I've been shooting on the wildlife a lot, because I got tired of carrying that, that 200 to 500 around full pound lens. Yeah. So if I'm shooting critters, I'm usually shooting Sony. But the startup on it is so slow, I use the Nikon when I'm shooting. When I, you know, if somebody hooks a fish, I need to be able to get on quick. So I, I use the right. Nikon for all my fishing stuff. Gotcha. 
Question number two tonight coming to you live right here on the Orion Podcast. What fishing purchase have you purchased that has made the wife the maddest? The maddest? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, I spent all that money rebuilding that Ginu uh, last year, and and then, oh, that wasn't it, so I sold it. Well, I turned around and bought a lemon boat and redid all it, and and then I sold it right. So probably I don't I don't think I got her as mad for purchasing as I did for selling when I thought this was gonna be the latest and greatest thing that <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she thought you were done and you were just getting started on another one. <laughs> exactly. So well, that bought a torquedo, but she at, at first she was like, Really? But then if you saw the video with her in it, she's zooming around going, This thing's like a toy. And I'm like, You can't have my torquedo. <laughs> <laughs> hardest fighting fish so far that uh that big black tip that i hooked over in panama uh the dude hooked the blue runner you know he, he had a fresh bait and uh hooked the blue runner and threw it out and he's like paddle that way for 15 seconds and i'm like never pedal that way i said i said there's a fish on it. he's like no pedal that way 15 i said there's a fish on it and, uh, and what he didn't realize was as soon as he threw that blue runner out, that daggum shark grabbed it underneath that boat. And when I locked that, locked the daggum reel down, it took off and it shot whitewater out the side of that Coosa FD so fast that Will and everybody was behind me trying to catch up and they could not catch up to me. And I fought that tune of the gun until everything I had cramped and bowed up on me. And I got it up twice to the boat and I finally turned to the guy and I'm like, I am not lipping this thing and I don't want it in my lap. What do you want me to do? You know? said, well, okay, I'll break it off for you. And he grabbed the rod. <laughs> took him another 10 minutes getting. I said, see, I told you that song was still strong, you know. Then, yeah, I got a really good picture of that. If you go to the flicker, you can see that that big shark laid out. That's the one I caught. And I didn't have him up the boat twice, but I wasn't going to bring him in with it. <laughs> I feel like we should have had the flicker on standby so we could have shared yeah. and showed the we picture. Cycle tonight. through. Cycle through. <laughs> yeah. You and gonna give him give him the old Bill Dance smooch at the end of that one, huh? <laughs> Question number four. Zach Bailiff, what do you got? Whoo! Uh where have you not been that you do want to go fish? Ooh. Man, that's a good one. Uh I, I would definitely like to head up toward Canada sometime and, and chase them big dumb smallies up there. They they talk about 250 fish days, and I just I just think that Canada would be an incredible destination. And of course, I love to fly fish, so I mean the, the pike on the fly would be kind of awesome. I've caught a few pickerel on the fly, but never never pike. So I probably up north would be my choice. Question number five. This is for everyone in the marketing team at Jackson Kayak, my colleagues, your colleagues. Who takes longer to get ready, Brooks or Jameson? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't got to fish with Brooks near as much as Jameson. And I can tell you that Jameson will definitely drag a little bit. And I'll be, it, it depends on. It honestly depends on the goal for the day. If the goal for the day is to shoot and video and everything, that is like pulling teeth, man, because you've got to rig 
everything and get everything right and get everything set up and get everything laid out. And you will you will waste a good portion of your day fooling with you. So on that case, probably Jameson, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's still listening. Brooks, he was still <laughs> with me. I, I'm ho- I, I'm still, he's one I have not gotten swamp yet. And, and it's coming. I'm going to have him down there in swamp one day soon. <laughs> well... There you have it. Five randoms with Chris Funk. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> Do you think that says that at the end? I, you never let it play long enough to find out. <laughs> it sounds like they're saying Jerry. Yeah, that does sound like that's what they're saying. <laughs> I go with it. You guys should too. <laughs> I'm the host. <laughs> so bucket list Zach kind of brought up the the fishing I'm going to go in a different direction with the bucket list because I know you're a hunter as well what kind of uh, what kind of bucket list hunt do you have oh man I you know for me it's going to be more about meat so I would probably say if if I had if if I had a druther, it'd either be an elk or a, a buffalo one day, and uh, that would be cool. And I and I would if I would like to do it with old patch lot rifle. That's that was one thing that I I miss not having the places that I have hunted in the past where I could hunt with my muzzle loaders. I loved a, a side lock. I've killed you know with flint lock, but I, I loved old side lock with a patch round ball, and and doing that uh, on an elk or or a buff would be incredible. Yeah, nice. it uh, man, there's nothing cooler than seeing a big old bull bugle out there. I tell you, mm. I've not I've not done a buffalo, but I did talk to a buddy the other day who works in the Bass Pro Cabela space, and they do some hunts with some folks. And he had some photos of a woman who had killed one last year. I think he said carcass weight was over 1,500 pounds and mm. yielded over 650 pounds of meat. And I'd make 649 of it in jerky. That's the perfect segue into this. So the YouTube, the YouTube channel is not, when you go to Chris's YouTube channel, Feral One, it is not just fishing adventures. And I think that's important to mention. Um, you offer a lot more than that. You're kind of, that's where the, DIY expert, the <laughs> you know, you're I screw up a lot of stuff if that's what you mean. I I, I, I can <laughs> teach people how to screw up stuff, or maybe I've screwed up enough that I can hopefully pass on what I've learned how not to do things. <laughs> you're you're a chef. You're a chef. You're a, you can tell that by looking at me. You've got the chef skills. Um, there's how to's um, you've done things such as re-entry, which I feel like is important. And you've got some really good re-entry videos. Um, you've even taken the Jackson kayaks out there and physically tested the weight. Um, when we had the bite and the Liska first come out and they were kind of there together, you actually took barbells, dumbbells and loaded the boat. Um, what We get so many questions about stuff like that. You know, we, folks we really like- do. And honestly, that was the first screw up that I did as a, as a kayaker. I I bought a boat that was rated for 275 pounds. At the time, 
I was 275 pounds. It's rated for my weight. I'm going to go jump in it. Well, I jumped in it in January in blue jeans and I froze my nether regions off. I jumped up with bluebells down below and ran that thing <laughs> as fast as I could back to that box store with a receipt and said, take my money, you know, get my money back. Yeah. And, and I jumped back in my, and I stayed in a canoe for another year because of that experience. And no, but there, this was before, you know, people were around to, to, to I mean, I knew a couple people that pro staff, but folks got to realize that the, the, the pro isn't because you're good at it necessarily. Sometimes you're just promotional and that's all you are. And that's what a lot of us are. But if we can be helpful and I, I, I want to, I want people in a Jackson kayak. Yes. But the most thing I want is people to be safe and enjoy what they get into. Cause so many folks, you know, we watch it, man, they're, they run to Walmart. There's a sale on kayaks. That ain't a kayak. That's a floating death trap. You know, there's a, I mean, you know, and then they get in that thing. They wonder why their butt and their back hurts. Like, man, if you would have just cared about yourself enough to buy a decent boat to start with, you wouldn't be one. You wouldn't be selling it on Facebook marketplace. Cause that's where you see them all folks just get tired of either being out there and they hurt or they're no fun to paddle. My boat paddles like a turd. Well, you bought the cheapest paddle you could find. What do you expect? You know, and it takes people like us that have walked that path. And if I've been in cheap boats, I've held cheap paddles. The reason I, I paddle what I paddle now is because after a long day of paddling with a cheap paddle, I grabbed somebody's Angler Pro and I'm like, you are freaking kidding me. I, I didn't know this was even possible that a paddle could feel this light. And, uh, and that's why I, I do what I do. I, I try to be that person that, that, that helps out without beating folks up about it. You know, because I mean, we're, we've all walked that path and, and every one of us is a you know, kind of like that one video. You, I've got, you know, the, a Paul, Timothy and, and a Barnabas. We all need those people that are going to teach us, that are going to learn from and that and that somebody that likes you, but they're not impressed by you. And that they're going to tell you, hey, you're screwing up. I love you, but you're screwing up. And we all need those type of people in our lives. And I, and I want to be that to the folks that that look at my channel. I, I hope it's helpful. It don't make no money. So, but I, so I hope it's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think it is. Um, what is, you know, I'm sure you get a lot of comments and stuff like that on there. Um, what do you tell, what do you tell that young kid out there? That's, this is one question that we do ask to pretty much all of our guests. What's the question that you tell that young kid out there that's, uh, that's looking for insight and maybe he's inspired by Chris Funk. He wants to be, the next Chris Funk. He thinks he comes across your YouTube, your Instagram or whatever, and goes, that guy's pretty cool. Man, I, I first off, I'd say aim higher. <laughs> <laughs> but I try to be as genuine as possible. And my prayer is that the, the Chris Funk that you see on that channel is the same Chris Funk that you see stepping out of church. It's the same Chris Funk that you see stepping out of the power plant. It's the same Chris Funk that you see in a kayak. I want to be as genuine as possible. And I've tried to always do that. Jackson doesn't do everything right. And, and, and when I do a video, I'll say, look, there's, there's some things I love and there's some things that I don't like a lot. And I want you to see that ahead of time. So for mo for, for anybody that would want to emulate anything I do, the best thing you can do is man, be as honest as you possibly can. I'm not going to review something and, and give something a good name if it's not a good product. And, and I, I'm, I may not blast you because you may love it, 
You know, I mean, there's like like some of those stand up paddleboards. Man, there's people that love stand up paddleboard. I have grown beyond needing to stand up paddleboard, but I'm not going to blast them because yeah, they're fun. But I'll be honest, and I'll tell you why I don't need one, and I'll tell you what I don't necessarily like about whatever models we've got at. And I would I would hope that people see my channel and say that dude's true to his word and his character is above needing any accolades or rewards. Absolutely. And I think you do a good job at it. Um, for those people that are out there and, and wanting to go to Chris's uh, YouTube channel, it is the feral one. And, and with most of the Jackson kayak boats, you can find after the honeymoon, um, yeah. especially with our, with a lot of our original boats where he gets in there and, and he paddles them around for a while. And then he gives you a second opinion of what he really thinks of it after some time. And, <laughs> uh, you, you've seen people, you get some folks that reviews. I, I love it. Five stars. Can't wait to try it out. Like you really, mm -hmm. you didn't even try it. And you give it five stars or, you know, it was, it was the wrong color, you know, one star, like, really wrong color, you know, come on, man. I, so to me, the, after the honeymoon was after you've been, you know, <laughs> Stay married to her for a year and then come back and talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is a, that is a great series and you get some honest insight from that. So if you guys are looking into any of the boats, um, that, that is a good one. And, and Chris gives you the, the highs and lows of what he thinks after spending some time, spending some time with the ladies. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, you know, that's a, uh, that's always a good thing. We'll be having our take two coming up before long. We got a, a big trip planned with it uh, uh, coming up in June, and we're going to be chasing a, a pile of fish. I'm, I'm looking for for 50 species in my in my 50th year month. The the year I turned the month I turned 50, we're chasing 50 species of fish, and and Angie and I are, are going to be doing it in the take two. And, uh, and so we'll have our after the honeymoon. I've tried my best to include her more so in later videos because, you know, the ladies just when I talk about something, it's one thing, but it, but it's like they trust her more. So she gives her opinion on, you know, a lady's PFD or, or a, a lady's boat or a lady's paddle or something like that. It, it seems like it, it matters more to them. So I, I've tried to include her more so this year in, in videos and kind of branching out some of the stuff we do. Well, because as men, we, we have a really hard time sometimes saying we was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to tough it yeah. out if we don't like that life jacket. Um, so what are some of the trips planned? You're talking about the 50 fish. I think that's, that's a killer thing that we should talk about. So we're going to go off the show notes here and let's get into that. Tell us where you're going. Yeah. Well, I'm actually going to start here and work my way down because, you know, I've got uh, shoals and spots and largemouth and then, of course, all the different species of bluegill and, and catfish and stuff that I could catch here. And it's any legal method. So uh, if I grab the bow, I can go out, shoot suckers, carp, you know, whatever, and, and, uh, and do that. Uh, cast net and mullet, as long as it's a legal method and, and a different species. And one of the places that I've caught more species than anywhere is the Keys. And Angie said, you know what? It's your 50th birthday. Why don't we start there? So we're starting in the Keys and working our way back. Uh, and I'll, I'll be chasing everything that I possibly can. But, yeah, I've got my – it started on my 40th birthday. I wanted to catch 40 species of fish in my 40th year. 
and I ended up catching 76 species of fish that year. But this wow. year is 50, and I'm doing 50 in that month. So it's a big, big ticket item. But like I said, there's no, it doesn't have to be glorious. I mean, if it's a, if it's a, a three finger bluegill, it counts, you know. And, and <laughs> uh, uh, that's all that matters is that it's a different species, and that's what I'll be chasing. It, it might be squid on a hook and shrimp on a hook catching all the tropicals down there. But whatever it is, it's going to count. We're going to try to photo document the whole thing. But that, that's that's the goal for this year. That'll be super cool, especially starting down there in the Keys. I think that'd be a really, really neat place to be. And here I was been there twice, and, and it is a it's it's awesome. It's a little too peoply for me, but mm-hmm. uh, if you if you could tuck back in some spots and and the main thing, if you want to catch species, take you some squid, some shrimp, and get around a bridge piling because you are going to find them. And that's what our plan is: just to to knock out as much as we can down there. And then work our way back north, and I'll swing through the swamp if I need to for a bowfin and a jack, um, and the black bullhead flyers and warmouth, and then hopefully cut over to Miss Jean and pick up red spotted sunfish um, and a few different species over there, and, and some inshore so I could uh, speckle trout, white trout, uh, reds, ladyfish, you know, possibly Spanish blues. It just that's what I'm planning on doing. It's just literally going from spot to spot to spot till I can get my my numbers up. Yeah, I know. So that'd be awesome. It probably, but it, it's just one of the strange that's, things. Like, you know, no, that's that's actually uh, it's actually a really cool goal. Yeah, you only turn fifty once. Make it big. <laughs> no, I I like it. Uh, I, yeah, I need to get you up here, and we need to go trout fishing on the Cumberland. Oh man, I'd say I I love because I, I I like to fly fish too, but I I don't care what I'm catching trout on, whether it's a panther martin or, or the long rod, I I like it all. I will chase any critter that swims with any legal method. We uh we need to make that happen. We need to write this down and and make that make that goal. We need to get Zach out there too. Zach needs to he needs to fill a rainbow, fill a rainbow trout. Be good. He needs to come back right here and make my alligator. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm good. I'll bring that with me. <laughs> Not, I've hunted quite a few, and and I, I think I showed y'all that picture, that one. But the biggest one we ever killed, uh, three of us, was twelve four, weighed six hundred fifty pounds, had a forty four inch girth around its tail. Oh man! That wow. Was, that was a that was too much like work. I uh, we hooked him and fought him, and and he actually got underneath the boat. And I threw, I call it a willy hook because of swamp people, but the same treble hook on a rope. I threw a willy hook across his back and I poked that thing in him and got two good arm loads coming up. And when he took off, all you saw, we had it on video, the, the horizon was moving back and forth at about a 45 degree angle in that 1943 <laughs> gift that I had. And I mean, we fought that thing for, for a good long while before I finally put a load of number sixes in his head in Alabama you have to use small game uh, loads. So I actually, oh, wow. yeah, it's, it's, a uh, you know, the very vast differences between Alabama and Georgia on your rules. So if you do that, you better have your eyes dotted and your T's crossed, but right. in Alabama, you have to use a small game load. So I, I used French Magnum number sixes and laid him out and never, and then didn't finish him off. End up, you know, that's where my bloody tomahawk comes in from uh, having to finish <laughs> off a few gators uh, with that tomahawk. I, uh, uh so there were some videos floating around from the lat one of the recent tournaments. I think it was down in um, 
Where was they? Somewhere in Alabama. Yeah, if you follow, it's right here below. You follow. Eye. Yes, you follow. <laughs> and you seen the Gators uh, chasing Christine Fisher, got chased yeah. by one, and then there was a couple <laughs> yeah. other ones. I I sent the video to Gene, and I said, this is why I won't come fish with you. <laughs> <laughs> when you. When you see them tacking back and forth in front of an area, they are protecting either a – it's usually a nest, and if a bull is is being a little aggressive, he'll raise his nose up and the tip of his tail up out of the water, just saying, "I'm big, stay away." And honestly, I mean, I didn't I didn't see all of Miss Christine's video. I would imagine that gator gave her plenty of warning before it actually came at her. And 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 that's one thing we all have to watch out for is these critters. You're, you, you they'll let you know, you know. And and unfortunately, as as fishermen and women. We'll sneak off in an area and we're quiet. Well, when that gator jumps out, everybody says, oh, he tried to attack me. Well, you know, you know, he was trying to get away from me. You were just in his way. Now, that one that Christine, that one charged. And and uh, I had that happen one time down there in the in the fog. I was actually bow hunting on the river and was paddling a 16-foot canoe. And when the gator saw me through the fog, it, it took off running straight toward me with, you know, shooting whitewater off side, side of its face, planed out. And all I did, I, I turned the boat sideways and I grabbed my longbow. That was back when I was really dumb. And I grabbed my longbow <laughs> and I held it for a second. I'm like, you know what? If it came down to it, at least I'd be the last fat redneck you ate. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> Once he saw the sun of the boat, he, he chilled out. He just he just went under. He was done for. But yeah, that that video, I'd like to know more about that story. But usually, you know, I, I pulled off her at Chevy Creek just north of where she was at. And, uh, and went into an area fishing, crappy fishing in the spring, and a gator was tacking back and forth. And you could tell she was guarding an area uh, and did not want you there. So I just turned around and let her have it. You know, hey, that's fine. It's your river. I'll, I'll go find somewhere else to fish. Hmm. That's, uh, that's good knowledge. We probably need a – I'd probably need a course if I was coming down <laughs> the swamp. Be <laughs> holding my hand. Yeah. It's going to be okay, Chad. That's one of my most watched videos is a gator safety that I did down there in the swamp. And I hate watching that video now because it was about 70 pounds ago and I look like the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. But uh, (laughs) I shot that video for the the National Wildlife Service down there, the refuge. And they actually shared it, you know, and have shared it on their page on, on several occasions. And it just it just basically says that, you know, that to, to watch out during breeding season, don't let your fish sit there and flop beside the boat. That's why we carry nets to the swamp. I don't want a boat fin just in there. That's a dinner boat. And, and the gators are coming if you let one sit there flopping beside the boat. So there's a lot of stuff that we as people can do to protect ourselves. And the number one is, man, don't feed them. You know, that is just you are creating a problem and you are you are giving that gator a death sentence and and, and maybe somebody else, you know. But uh, but definitely that gator. Yep, that's uh, that's important. So Zach, stop feeding yeah. the bear in your backyard. <laughs> um, yeah, well, no, he walked he walked down the front sidewalk. He rang the doorbell on the way by, <laughs> and then he walked on down the front sidewalk. He did. He did. <laughs> so Chris, all your all of your accomplishments that you you've made. You I mean you've taken some great photos. You've been to some amazing places. Um, you've got a YouTube channel that's uh, that's still growing to this day um, with new subscribers and different things. Where do you see, we've talked about, we've talked about year 50. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? 
Ooh, I'm retired. Please God, let it be retired. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the uh, what's the what's the big goal? Oh, I, honestly, I'm gonna keep doing what I do. You know, uh, uh, I have a wonderfully blessed life right now, and 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 between a a bride that loves me fiercely uh, and a great boy, you know, I, I have been just beyond belief blessed. And, you know, I, I tell everybody I, my life revolves around six F's, my faith, my family and fur, fins and feathers and photography. And honestly, if I can keep them six F's going, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing until it's time to kick dirt in my face and I'll go home. You know, I, I, I like what I do with the team. Uh, I told I told everybody on the team, James in particular, I said, look, when I'm no longer useful, let me know and I'll just go out to pasture. But until that time, y'all are stuck with it. And I and I I want to do the same thing on the YouTube uh, that I I have fun. I, you know, the the I, probably nothing bothers me more than getting a, a dislike on a video. And I just want to know why. Why didn't you like it? <laughs> what did I do wrong? I take those personal and, I, and you shouldn't. But I do. And uh, but uh, but I'd like to be where I can either be entertaining and helpful or both. And, and I'll probably just keep doing what I do. Well, I think anybody that dislikes a video on YouTube just has something they had wrong a, with them. They had a bad day anyway. They've had a bad day. Video, I can understand the bikini video, but everything else, I don't, I don't think <laughs> You know, I, I feel like, you know, YouTube's a place to be fun. Just like any other social media, you're expressing yourself in your own way, and everybody should hopefully respect that, all you listeners yeah. out there. Well, Chris, after an hour, James cuts off my internet access. Yeah. So we're going to drop you. We're a low budget show. Um, we're going to drop you down below. So hang out for just for a minute. Zach and oh, wait, wait, I forgot. I forgot. Most important thing. Tell yeah. the people where to find you. Thank the people you need to thank before we let you go. Oh, man. I'm, you know, it's Chris Funk, the feral one on YouTube. Uh, Chris Funk from Smith, Alabama on Facebook. If, if I can help any way, y'all holler at me, I'd be more than happy to help. And thanks. Uh, I, I got to admit, man, it's, it's got to be my bride lover. She, she is the wind beneath my wings and I'd be nowhere without the man upstairs. And, and to me, like I said, my, my faith family, and it comes first beyond anything that I do. And, and I want to be true to him more than anything. So I'm thankful for the creator for all that, that, that he's blessed us with. I'm thankful for y'all as friends. I'm thankful for this team and I'll keep doing what I do as long as I've got breath in this body. Right there you on. go. Well, that's been Chris Funk. Hang out for just a second. We'll be right back with you. Oh, I'm bigger than you are. There, there we go. <laughs> All right, guys. Episode number seven is in the book. Seven. Seven. We made it seven episodes and nobody has pulled the plug yet. Yeah. That's because only, only our only our moms get and Gene to... Wilson watch. So <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, shoot. That was a good one tonight, and we appreciate all you guys for listening. Thanks to Jameson Redding for being our special improv guest. We, uh, we yeah. appreciate him as well. We appreciate Chris and uh, everything he does. Next podcast coming at you on May doo -doo 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 -doo, 17th. That'll be our next one. You get three of us this month. Three. And we may have a special one on the 31st. We're working out the details for you guys. Zach mm -hmm. so may be here yeah here. in the so, same room in the same room it might get interesting i have to hide my button 
Um, <laughs> yeah, so the 17th, hit us back up. We'll be on Orion, Facebook, and then the Jackson Kayak YouTube. But anyway, thanks for watching. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe and <laughs> tell your friends. Yeah. 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 No, it's been good. It's been real. Been real. Been been fun. Been it's real been fun. Real. It's been real fun. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye bye. <laughs>